When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. And we just have to get right into it today because we are joined from 3,000 miles away. Uh, I mean, you are 3,000 miles away. I am. And missing New York so bad. And like, does everyone recognize that voice? Like, do we need an introduction? Have you guessed who it is? That's my opinion! That is literally the best introduction. The Uh, one and only Miss Tamara Judge. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? Do you, miss, do you miss me dearly? Well, yes, I do. I would always see you in New York. Every time I went, I would, you would always be there. Well, see, um, now you understand my purpose for it all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that then. You just I, thought I was a crazy stalker. No, I just thought you were a fan. You know, there's a lot of, we have, we have so many great fans. We really do. You I do. You just another one of those great fans. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being nice to me when you thought I was just, you know, a fan on the street corner. That's all right. That's all right. We, we, we've developed this relationship throughout the years. We have. Yeah, I love it was, you. And it was always on a street corner. It, it kind of was always on a street <laughs> corner. It was kind of, I mean, there was a little BravoCon thrown in there. You're kind of a prostitution whore. You know what? Sometimes the best things go down on a street corner. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> I love your Real Housewife shirt that you're wearing, too. Thank you. I don't know if you can see. I don't know how much of me you can see. I can see from, like, your chest up. So I see it says Real Housewife. And then is that, like, a beer mug? No, it's a roll of toilet paper. It says Real Housewife of Quarantine. Oh, my God. Yes. I actually, one of my friends sent this to me, and I thought, oh, my God, I have to wear it. I was going to say, like, if you came up with that idea you should start selling it right now i know i think it's already out there i think it's already out there why the hell didn't i think of that i know right so what's going on with you how's quarantine well we were just saying before we started this like you're working more now than ever i am busier now than i've been in a long time i'm like how did i manage to film and do everything else it's like it's crazy like i'm doing so i've been getting asked to do interviews every single day and I'm like, to the point where I'm like, I always say yes. And then now I'm like, I can't say yes every single time. I'm going insane. Well, you said yes to the right person today. Yes, yes, I did. 
I mean, I'm the same way. So like, I feel like, let me just reach out to people. Like, I don't know who's going to want, it's the same thing. Every single person I am reaching out to is like, I'd love to talk to you. Can you do it like tomorrow? And I'm like, I'm like, and I'm not one to say no. So yeah. I'll yeah. say yes. Yeah. I've been just busy doing uh, so many zoom interviews. And then tonight we have, um, the Zoom happy hour party with Vicky, which is a brand new concept. It's really weird how things have changed and adjusted to quarantine life. Everything is just, you know, everybody is a star now on Zoom. <laughs> Seriously. So how did that come about? Like people are going to just join you guys on Zoom and everyone. Yeah, it was that. actually, it wasn't really our idea. Our, our idea. It was um, like a promoter approached us and said, hey, do you want, and I'm like, shit, why didn't I think of that? Seriously. Right? Yeah. So people are like, at first we put the tickets out and people were, I'm like, oh, I think those are a little high. And then people were like, Hey, those, you know, people can't afford it. And I'm like, can you please like reduce it? And that means less money for us, but it's so many hands in the pot agent and the promoter and the me and Vicky. So, so we did it for the bare minimum that we could do it. And um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is Vicky excited? She's super excited. Yeah. What else? So how's, how's Eddie? How's quarantine? Eddie's good. Eddie? Eddie is, uh, he goes to the gym every single day. He just goes to work as if everything was just normal. <laughs> he can't sit still. He's either cycling at the studio, um, just working behind his computer at the studio. We really did revamp everything. There was a lot of rumors out there saying that we were closing down. We, were, we Obviously, we are closed down. Um, and it is hurting us, you know, terribly. But um, we took the time to just kind of reinvent what we're doing. And it was a, kind of a long time coming. So we brought in a a trainer to professional athletes that's taken over part of our studio. It's a really good friend of ours. And um, so he's, we've been just remodeling and putting in new flooring and all that stuff and turf. So we're coming back strong. That's amazing. I'm just so jealous you have a gym to go to. I would do anything to be like BFFs with you. Well, I'd be doing anything to be BFFs with you anyway. Yeah. But to, to live in the OC and just to be like, here's my key and Eddie's going to let you in. Just, just, just go ahead and go in. Yeah, uh, I wish I could say I was there every single day. But unfortunately, my days consist of Zoom. And it, it's like you have to like kind of make yourself a little bit presentable. So, you know, get up and get ready. And by the time everything's over, it's like, I really don't want to go work out. So I, I did go work out today. I had to. I was going crazy. I've been so busy lately that my mental state was just getting a little wacky. So I'm like, I'm going to go work out. That's what I need. I'm so jealous. Well, here's the thing. So like a lot, I do these interviews all day, lots of housewives, lots of Bravo people. And sometimes I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk to this person about? With you, I'm just like, I started like, I don't even know where to begin. There's yeah. so much. Oh, geez. Okay. I'm no, ready. like, it, listen, it's all good. So here's my thing. So listen, you've been on the show for a long time. Yeah. So like what it sticks out in your mind is like some of the highs and some of the lows. Let's just start out there now oh that God. it's come yeah, to I, get, an end. I really do get asked that question a lot. And I always say, I don't remember what I have for breakfast. So that's like really like 12 years of my life. Um, well, there's definitely highs and lows on the show. And, you know, it all depends on, um, and I hate to say this, like how you're edited to look that year. It really is. Like totally. last year, I really went through the whole season thinking like, oh my God, you know, was I a little boring? Like what? And, and next thing I know, I'm like the one in the midst of everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like I was friendly with everybody. Like what happened? So you just never know. But I would have to say that uh, season nine was probably my worst season ever. I was going through a lot of personal things in my life um, with my ex and my daughter and it had just started and um, 
that's when we went to Bali. Remember when I ran and threw my shoe at the producer and said, you'll yes. never see me again. Yeah. I really thought that I was done and over that season. I'm like, I'm never coming back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So like you really truly thought about just quitting at times? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's many times. I would have to say probably the last three years I was like, okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. You know? And, and it's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a drug. You know, they, they pay you a lot of money and, but I'm so happy now. I am. I, I felt like there you was are. a ton of bricks lifted off my shoulders. It just, the stress level was getting um, so bad on the show. It really is. I, I mean, it really is like golden handcuffs. Listen, cause like the first year you start, it pretty much costs you money the first year. With I, hair made, I made $7,000 my first year. Wow. That's what I got paid. The rest, I probably spent more than that just on clothes and stuff. But the show wow. was so, so different back then. Right. I think it's like 60 now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard too. Yeah. So, but 7,000. Okay. Well, that's even less. Yeah. And then I probably made 50,000 my next year. But then towards the end, it's like golden handcuffs and like as bad yeah. as it is, then you get yeah. a contract and you're like, you how really am I going to- You have to put your time in to really make money. And I, I see that, like, it's kind of like that with any job. But nowadays the girls start out with a lot more, you know, bigger chunk. So season nine was your low, any highs that stick out? Um, I don't know. I've had so many good years on the show. Um, I think the first, the second or third year, Eddie was on when, we, when he proposed to me. That was pretty amazing because we were done filming and we had planned on going to Bora Bora and he had paid for it. It was already done. And um, he had talked, he was talking to the producer and told him that he was going to propose. And they're like, oh my God, can we please film it? And, you know, normally on these things, if they travel with you, they pay for things. Right. And I guess he's like, well, okay, but, you know, just a day or so. That's it. So they did, they came out for two days, I think. And that was pretty amazing because back then the trips weren't that elaborate. Right. And to go to Bora Bora and to have a trip like that, just with the two of us was pretty amazing. That's amazing. And you know what, one of my, it's nothing against this person in particular, but you know what one of my Tamara highlights was? What? You, and I'm not, I don't always go low, but you throwing that drink in Gina's face. Oh my God. And I, it's, it's not that I don't like Gina or anything like that. Right, right, just, right, 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 right. That was classic. Can I tell lives. you the backstory about yes. that? Yes. So basically, oh my, sorry, I'm like wiping my nose. My allergies are so bad. Um, I, um, Gina had been tipping off the press and telling them things to make me look bad in this whole separation, divorce and all this stuff. So I had politely asked her, I said, can you please stop? I know you're doing this. They're quoting you. You're putting my kids in the press. You're talking about my children. Please stop. She did it again. And I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get pissed off. And then uh, we were away in Napa and it was right before the season finale. And um, I, I remember being in Napa and opening up my phone or something. I don't know, so long ago. And um, it was a story on Radar, basically saying that I beat, Simon or something. It was just something crazy like that. And I said, this is bullshit. I'm over this. So I contact my attorney and he's like, you know, let's just hand her a, I still can't say it to this day, a cease and desist. Like a cease and desist. Yeah. Yes, I always say it wrong. So I said, okay, do I have to have it served? And he says, no, you can serve her. 
So we were, I told the producer, I go, I'm serving her ass. I'm sick of this shit. She won't shut up. This will make her shut up. And then he's, then he said to me, he's like, yeah, he kind of put it in my head. He's like, you know what? If things get just throw her in the pool or throw wine in her face or something like that. So when I'm in that scene and I give it to her and Gina says to me, I'll throw your skinny ass in the pool. That triggered me right there because that's what the producer had. So obviously they had talked to her as well. And so I just took my glass and just swung it. And I just went, oh shit, what did I just do? Like I had like a whole like mental internal breakdown and I just started running. I ran. I don't know where I was going, but we got the hell out of there. And I remember Eddie had never spent the night at my house at that time because my kids were home. And I said, can you just please spend the night tonight? And um, I'm just going to wear my makeup and I'm going to lay down. And if I get arrested tonight, I want to have a good mugshot. <laughs> that's, that's always good, right? Oh my God. But I just think back and all the crazy things that, that had happened throughout the years. I'm just like, oh my God, I, I definitely have calmed down in my older age. I don't know that I would do that again, probably, but. <laughs> Did you have a lot of moments where producers like, I mean, you know, you felt that like, you know, whispering in this one's ear, that one's ear, like throw a drink, do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of always their go-to girl too. Cause they knew that I would be, I'm play, I'm a team player. So if there was times where we were all in a room, they'd be like, Hey, Tamara, come here. Like, why don't you ask this question? You know? So I, I learned though, I don't play at, towards the end. I wouldn't do that anymore because basically what happened is I would do that. And then I would end up looking like the asshole. Right. Yeah. What do you feel about like, you know, like the bigger implication, like now that you're not there, like, what do you feel about the whole franchise? You know, just that, like they get people, which obviously I would assume most people's mon motivation is, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things what motivates yeah. someone to go into this, you know, like, look, they bring you in, they pay you something, you're there, you give your life. And then when they're done with you, and I don't just mean you, I mean, like anyone, there's the door and it's like, yeah. you've never existed. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. And that was one of the things that after, um, you know, I was demoted, basically, I knew that I wouldn't, like I always said, you know, I'm gonna be true to myself. If I'm at the point in my career on the show that I'm not that interesting to be full time, then it's just, then it's just time for me to, to go, you know? So I, Eddie said, and he's been saying for the past couple of years, he's like, you know what, it, come on, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. So I, um, I said I wasn't going back and then I, I'm, it was like just a breakup. Like nobody reached out to me. Uh, I'm like, you know, I had these producers and crew members and PAs and audio in my house for 12 years. And a lot of them had been on the show throughout. We've had some come and go, but the majority core, you know, crews were always the same. So that's really what I miss the most is just, hanging out with them and talking to them. But literally like, I just felt like my life crashed on top of me after that, because not only was I dealing with um, my ex's cancer and the kids dealing with that and being so sad and so like scared for him and the kids. And then on top of it, it's like, I walked away from a job from 12 years and everything was just crazy. And then nobody was talking to me. And I'm like, you're, when you're done, you're, they're done they're done with you. People don't realize that. Yeah. And it took a few weeks. Well, Andy reached out to me. Andy and I have always been close and he still to this day will send me text messages asking how I am, asking how Simon is. And 
and I do talk to um, production once in a while too. So, is that how it was like in the beginning though, where you were? So okay, so your situation's a little different. So if they truly came to you and said, "We want you back." for three, you know, demoted, you can have three episodes. Well, I've always told them that I would not be a friend. I said, I'm not doing that. I've always been a team player. I bust my ass. I'm in the majority of all the drama all the time. I always speak my mind. I'm not an Emily Simpson. I don't just sit back and just be like, oh, you know, and then stay shit in my interviews. No, I'm in it to win it. And um, so what was, what was I, what were we talking about? (laughs) So like, so, I mean, did they come to you and say, like, you are oh, okay, coming back? Okay. For the three, you asked for the three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so I always told them, I said, listen, I will not take a friend. I went public and said it, and they knew. And so um, the production people, two people that told me, basically said, like, we knew that you would not take a friend role, um, so we offered you a reduced role of three to just exit because we felt like it wasn't fair for you to not come back at all. And I'm like, right. well, F you, I'm not doing that either. So either you want me or you don't want me. It's just that simple. I'm not going to come back and, you know, be like the highlight of everything and be in all the commercials, but only be in three episodes. Like, mm-mm. I don't want to be used. I know what my worth is. Good for you. And that's yeah. why. And, 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 and it, was a, it was good money. I mean, it was my episodic rate. So I would have made, you know, six figures doing it, but I'm really? like, no. Cause the rumor I read was like $60,000. An episode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was 60,000 total. No, that's my episodic rate. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So per, so I think what it was, it was kind of like, we're going to give you three, but if we can squeeze six out of you, that would be great too. But I just didn't have any interest. And I just felt like it was, it was just, God telling me like, it's time, you know, because I really had issues going into it, thinking that I was going back and then thinking like, I shouldn't go back because of the kids. And, you know, the kids are with me full time now. And how am I supposed to go to parties and travel and do all these things? Of course, this is before, you know, the pandemic and have my kids at home. I just, it didn't, it didn't feel right for me, but it didn't, feel right for me. Like I wasn't prepared to just walk away from seven figures either. So it was, it was a tough one. And it was just kind of like, Oh shit, what am I doing? Is this really happening? And then I got the call. They said, you know, we want you to want to meet with you for our kickoff meeting. And that's what we do like a week before we start filming. And I went, Oh shit. Okay. This is happening. How am I going to navigate? I was really stressed out about how am I going to navigate? Because the time Simon had not come forward with his cancer and, and I did not think that, you know, I would not be the one to do it. That's his personal business. And people would see me, like, I was always afraid, like, I'm going to get that call while I'm filming and something happened. You know, it was just so much point. I think like the worst case scenario of everything I always do. Totally. So it was, it was, it worked out for in the end. It really did. It worked out. So like in your, so like in your mind, like you weren't really fired or you were demoted. Not to get hung up on semantics. I just think like people are always so curious, not even about you, just about every, like the semantics of it with so many people. Yeah, no, no. I was actually, I was shocked when I got the call because I really thought that I was coming back and everything they had said was like, yeah, okay, we're going to start filming then. I had all the the dates and everything. 
And, um, and then when I got the call, I was just kind of like, wait, what? You just called me two days ago to set up a meeting. And they're like, I know this is, they told me in production. They're like, this is not our decision at all, at all. So you were shocked. I was, yeah, I was a little bit in shock, but I'm telling you, it just, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out because really I should have just walked. I, my plan was to walk away at the reunion. I was going to announce that I was going to leave at the reunion because I had just got the um, information about Simon right before the reunion. And I thought, I, I, I can't do this. I can't. And it's been just a, an emotional roller coaster for the past six months. And I couldn't imagine filming during that. So how is Simon? How, how is Simon? He's doing the best he can do. You know, he's gone through treatment and we're just waiting. He's, you know, it, I, I don't want to say too much because it's really is his, his biz, personal business, but right. I can't really say much more than he already has, but we're just praying for the best outcome. But it's been very emotional and very hard to, to watch. I mean, I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. And especially for your kids. Yes. Too. Well, it's been ex extra hard because can't really be around them. So he has seen them a couple of times in the past, like two months only. And it's, you know, it's heartbreaking to me because it's hard enough to fight cancer, but then have to do it without your loved ones around you. Right. It's really hard. Did your decision, I mean, cause it sounds like you kind of all along said, I would never be a friend, which I respect that. Like, did your, did your, did that kind of belief be reinforced after you saw Vicky's experience as being a friend? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like she got screwed. I feel like she was 90% of the drama. If it wasn't for her, there wouldn't have been all that drama. And let's face it, that's what the show's about. They want the drama. Totally. And, and then she got paid a quarter or, or half of what she normally would. So no, nope. Yeah. It's not for me. What about like at the reunion? Did you feel Vicky was mistreated at the reunion? Um, according to Vicky, she was lied to. She was told she was going to be there the entire time. Her, what she had said to them is I'm all in or I'm all out. I'm, you're not going to sit me on the couch after 14 years and, or bring me in, you know, in the middle of the reunion and then walk me out. And she said she was told that was not going to happen, that she would be there the entire time. And that didn't happen. So she, she was mad. She was really mad. Yeah. And I could understand that. Like after all these years. Right. Being brought out like, you know, like a brand new friend that was on for one season for three minutes. Yeah. And then you have other people sitting on the couch and you're thinking, why the hell are they even here? Like they don't even deserve a spot on this couch right now. So that was, that was tough. Are you shocked then at like this new cast? I mean, the, you know, not new, but like what they're now going forward with? Absolutely. 100%. I just... A lot of people are. A lot of people are. A lot of people are. And I think it's a huge mistake, but we will see. You know, it might work out, it might not. But I just went. But they've had a lot of problems casting the show. I really feel like after Heather left, the, the show's just kind of gone like this. And I really felt like last year, it kind of picked back up. And then they go, go and slice the cast in half. It's like, what are you doing? Who do you think is like the biggest dead weight on the cast currently? Um, I think Emily is. I think she's a she's she's dead weight on the cast. You know, two years usually your first year you get a break, second year, but I don't know. 
And we'll Gina, see. not as much. I think Gina speaks her mind. That's the thing. Like she'll be honest and speak her mind and she's not going to play these little games and she's not afraid of anybody. Where Emily was always really nice to our face, but then she'd get in her confessionals and say things. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute. You know, a good housewife says it to your face, not just behind, you know, a camera. So that's, and I just don't think like there's a whole lot of interesting stuff going on there. Right. Like, do you think like and she that was doesn't a- mean, doesn't mean she's a bad person at all. I just feel like, you know, some people are made to be on TV and some people are not, you know, totally. and, and sometimes saying like, she's not good for reality might mean she's just a little too normal. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Well, like I speak to so many housewives that are not on the show anymore, but not people like yourself, like people that were on for like one season or two seasons. And the story is always the same. They're like, I thought I was signing up for a reality show. I brought my real life. And I'm like, no, well, that's why it didn't work out. You're not good for TV because you thought you were just going to film your real life. I think the people that make it like you or Vicky or anyone, like, do you think like, when does that happen? Like, I mean, and did that happen? Like, it's still reality, but like, you knew what you were doing. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in like a good way. Well, I think it takes a certain personality to be a good reality star, I call it that. But it's because I don't really give a shit. I say and do whatever I do on camera as I do in my real life. I'm not, I don't filter myself. I don't produce myself. I feel like there's a lot of people on the show that produce themselves and only want them themselves to be seen in a good light. It's the same right. type of people that filter all their pictures. So there's no nose holes. They want their life to look perfect. And people now, they don't want to see that. No. They want to see, they love, people loved when Shannon pulled her shirt up and showed her stomach because that's real life. That's what people are dealing with. They don't want this filtered body that's like, oh, you know, so Totally. It just takes a certain type of person. I think Shannon's really good on the show because she does let it all out. She says it and she does it and she shows it. And there's other people that are like, well, I don't, I don't really want to show my bad marriage and I don't, well, then you shouldn't be on a reality show. Totally. So. I would agree with all of that. You know, it's kind of like what you sign up for. You just right. got to let it all out. Yeah. It's shocking though, because like, you know, you have your views on who's made for TV. And I mean, it seems like if we sat down, you and I would probably agree on every single person. Well, tell me. And yes, this is a beer. Good. You need to have a beer. Well, I mean, it's just shocking to me that after all these ah. years, like I say all the time, like I have no ego, like hire me, Bravo. Hello. Like, how do they get it wrong? It's so shocking to me. Um. I don't know because I feel like they got it right on so many other shows, but I feel like they just have a really hard time getting it right in Orange County. I really do. I mean, it. it I, I love Gina to death, but Gina's New Yorker. Emily just doesn't belong on the show, doesn't fit in. Kelly, I don't even know what to say about her right now. Let's talk about Kelly for a minute. Let, there's a lot to talk about. Do you want to have another sip of your beer first? Yes. I okay. I mean, I feel that's appropriate. Well, okay. Oh, I, feel, I hear the sirens. I feel like I'm in New York. You do? You <laughs> miss New York, don't you? I do. I do. The one, one of the things I really miss about not being on the show is, well, I wouldn't have gone to New York anyways yet because they're still filming, but um, Julius, Priscilla, and New York. I mean, that's what I really am going to miss, but I could still go to New York. 
listen, you need to come and we need to all hang out and have drinks. Yeah. Yeah. I will definitely come. I'll, I'll still go. I, I, I just, I can't wait to travel again. The free trips to New York were nice, right? They're nice. Yeah. I mean, I, anything, anything free is nice, but I have a few bucks I can pay for my own way. <laughs> I'm good. I'm planning on coming to the OC when all this is over. I am literally, okay. I've never gone so long without getting on an airplane. So I'm losing my mind. Oh, too. me too. I was always on an airplane. And, and I have to tell you, like, I am a person that loves to stay home. So has this affected me? Like some people are going crazy. No, it hasn't. I'm, really? I'm, I'm busier than ever, but I love being home. I enjoy being home, except for it's getting very expensive for me to be home because I love to decorate, decorate, and redecorate. Really? Yes. So we had just moved right before um, the pandemic. And that, yes. or actually really kind of during, right at the very beginning of it. So we were under construction still. And so we're, there's still a lot of things in the house that's not done, but I'm, I've been busy doing that. How come you guys move? Cause you know, like there's the haters online. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically what happened was, is I, um, you know, we had that big house in Kodo uh-huh. and uh, I announced that I wasn't coming back. And a, a lady that had been looking in this area that I'm at. So where I was, it was a double gated community. There's not a lot of those in Kodo. So it's just a little exclusive area. There's not a lot of That's houses. Nice. And she was looking for a house in that area. So she, um, her real estate agent reached out to my friend, Shelly, who's very well known because I've done a lot of uh, uh, transactions lately, buying houses, selling houses. And it, her name's always smeared in the press, which she loves. And, um, she called me and she said, hey, do you think you'd want to sell your house? And I said, um, no, I don't think so. But let me just, you know, because losing that kind of money is, is a big chunk. So Eddie contacted the financial advisor, uh, our fa- financial advisor. And he said, no, he says, you're fine. He says, for one thing, you live way below your means. And another thing is, is there's no doubt in my mind she's going to get something else. And so he came back and told Eddie told me that. And I said, okay, let's just stay too many changes at once is not good. And mind you, this is days after I announced I wasn't going back. Right. So, um, few days went by and Shelly called me back and she said, they upped it. And I said, how much? She's like 250,000. And so we called our financial advisor and he goes, sell it. It's a house, sell it, pocket the money. So we went ahead and sold it. And I was like, in like, oh shit, what have we done? I love this house, but then I'm like, it's just a house. I'd, you know, I'd rather stick the money in the bank. And we had put a lot of money down on it too. So, oh, I'm, so I'm like, and thank God we did. Thank God we did. Because now the market has crashed. The right. house is not going to be worth. And we had bought it at the, like more than it was appraised for because it was totally redone. So I was fine with that. I didn't have to go in there and do anything. So we had a house in Covenant Hills that Eddie owned and it's a beautiful house, 4,000 square feet, gated community. And they had sent a text message literally two hours after we decided that, you know what, let's go ahead and take this offer. And the house was never on the market. And I just, it all worked out. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Because he's had this house 17 years. Our house payment's nothing. See, that's... Yeah. 
right? I mean, it's just a house and like, why stress yourself out? Like who yeah. cares? And it was kind of like, my kids are happy because we are closer to their school now. We're closer to their dad. So they had lived in this house for quite a few years. So we're all happy. I'm happy. I feel like God was definitely looking out for me when all that went down. See, that's good. And right, like the market's now, God knows where. Oh. Okay, so let's hold off on talking about Kelly for a minute. Don't think okay, I haven't, okay. don't, don't think I forgot about that. I know, I, I did. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to change the subject. So let's go back, because we said, you know, sometimes they get it right and sometimes they get it wrong, which I think is so obvious when they get it wrong or right. Yeah. So let's just go back and talk about quickly some of your co-stars. Okay. I mean, another great moment, great moment for you. I mean, Jesus Jogs, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Let's talk about Miss Jesus Jogs. What oh, do we think did. about her today? Like, what's your... Oh, I don't, I don't see her or talk to her or know anything about her. Like, she left eight years ago, seven years ago. I don't even know how long ago. And she was just somebody that really wasn't smart enough for reality TV. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. <laughs> No, I, I just felt like she wasn't, um, maybe not interesting enough. No, but she was more interesting than some. Yeah, she was more interesting than some, I have to say that. I don't, um, she was really pretty, she was good to look at. She said some dumb things like Costa Rica's in Mexico, like kind of things. But I think it got to a point where it just got boring. She just got boring. So I don't think she was one of the, the worst ones at all. No, I don't think so either. I think there's other ones that I'm sure you're going to bring up. Okay, so let's bring up who, I mean, along the same lines, Gretchen. Yeah, I was shocked when they got rid of her, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't think they would. Right, I mean, I think they would love to be back on the show. Oh, some sort. What about Megan King Edmonds? Still talk to her. Um... I thought she was good. I thought she was good. But the problem was that she didn't live here. She lived in St. Louis. And I think that she, having her on the show now would be great because everything that's going on in her life. Are you shocked about anything? Like that she's getting divorced? Um, I, I am actually a little shocked. I'm a little shocked. But I think he has a little bit of a history of... <laughs> of liking extra curricular activities? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you, her TikTok video, she's kind of winning TikTok in quarantine. She is a mate. See, okay, so I have this thing about TikTok. Like, adults, get off of TikTok. I don't understand it. I don't I, get I don't it. Even, it's just, but Megan is good. I like she's her. She's good, right? She's really good. And they're not just like dances. They're like skits and she's on it. And I'm like, she's good. And I forgot what it was. She she threw some shade at Jim on TikTok. Oh, she did? It was some dance and she ended, it was something like that. And she ended like, it was it was geared towards him. It was very underhanded, but funny at the same time and subtle. But yeah, I don't know. No, the one I thing have to, Megan is, she's very smart. She's very book smart. So she can put those little mm, jabs in there. And you still keep in touch with her. So that's good. Yeah. What about Miss Dubrow? Uh, their biggest mistake, getting rid of her. Biggest, biggest mistake. I feel like the show has not been the same since she was gone. Why do you think they got rid of her? Because I heard stuff, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a personal thing. I really do. I think it was a personal conflict with, with a, an executive at Bravo, is what I think. 
Like what type of personal conflict? Just like personality, like clashes. And it just didn't, she wanted things done a certain way, but trust me, there's people on the cast right now that are way worse, way worse. Really? Yes. Yes. On them like crazy yelling, screaming. Yes. Blowing their phones up. You're going to do this. Yeah. Like who, who, who's the worst? I can't say. Wasn't me. I, I was game player. Like I know who it is. Who? Shannon. As you take another sip of your beer. Okay, so that's a yes. But so Heather, right. So you think it was just like a conflict with like an executive. It had to have been. I felt like she was amazing on the show. She gave the show, you know, a little bit of class, a little bit more class than it has right now. And, you know, she was always fun trips and exciting things planned for us. And it's not like something she just did for TV because she still does it. I mean, look at her Mother's Day stuff. She has pictures yeah. hanging from the ceiling, you know, and memories. And I'm like, oh, my God. So right. that's Heather. And that I was just, really her life. Yes, yes. Was she shocked? I mean, do you, do you talk? Like, was she shocked she was let go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, it, she took it bad. It was hard for her. So, like, she, she's the one that taught me to unfollow everybody because it's the easiest way to get over things. And that was my first, I remember that. You know, because at first when she, what was it? How long ago was it? Four or five years ago? She was, she kind of, she was also offered a part-time role and didn't take it. So she wasn't really fired. She was offered part-time. So um, I think what they wanted to do is just kind of smack her around and say, you know what? Here's a part-time role. And then the next year they probably would have brought her back. So, but I'm just speculating. Um, but what did you ask me? I forgot the question again. <laughs> now, now, now you're making me forget the question. Um, what was she shocked? Like, oh, was she shocked? Sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it took her a while to get over it too, because I, I, she reached out to me as soon as she found out, and she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe, I can't even believe this. Like, this, what is the, what is going on in the world that you're not going to be on the show?" And then she's like, she told me, she's like, "It took me a while." She goes, "It probably took me three years to really like." follow people and you know talk about the housewives again she goes it was really hard so she just unfollowed everyone and that's where you learned it yeah yeah and i i took a personal i'm like oh my god and she like just really cut ties with everyone because she just needed to to get through it that's understandable like but i totally get it i totally get it i i took me 30 30 days to get over it (laughs) like so you feel because well you know there's like what is it the four or five stages of grief yeah yeah. The anger. So you feel like you are totally over it? Yeah. It, I think actually it took me about three months and it, it probably right before we moved into the house, I would still just be like, what did I do wrong? You know? And I even asked Andy, I go, what? He goes, you did nothing wrong. He's like, you were the perfect housewife. He goes, they just want to see what it's going to be like without you on it. And he says, trust me, they're going to want you back. He goes, and just think like the following year when you come in and you're like, the bitch is back. Well, that's why I, I mean, I really do feel if someone doesn't need the money, it makes more sense to never take a friend role. I think it could only be the nail in your coffin. That's just my opinion. Oh, I do too. And I just feel like it's just a, at my stage, stage of the game, like 12 years in, it's just a smack in my face. Like if they would have, if they would have came to me and say, listen, like, um, you know what, we're going in a different direction. Like let's like, how about if you do like a limited role? And if they would have talked to me about it, like that, I'd be like, 
you know, okay, well maybe, but it was the way it was presented to me. It was just kind of like, screw you. No, I don't blame you. Now, talking about taking Heather DeBrow's advice and unfollowing, so you and Vicky unfollowed Shannon. Yes. And that was really just what? Because of like the dinner that she had with Kelly Dodd? No, actually, that was just, that was just the the icing on the cake. cake. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to even talk about it. I feel like I've said what I had to say and I I don't want to badmouth Shannon whatsoever, but um, just kind of turned her back on me and Vicky and it hurt because we were there for her for so many years, talking her through the divorce and taking her calls in the middle of the night. And, and it hurt me more than anything because I'm like, I'm sitting back and I feel like my rug has been pulled out from underneath me and I'm, you know, heartbroken for my children. And, you know, I'm thinking like, what the hell, like 12 years of my life, like, who am I now? Like I have like identity crisis, like, like, hi, I'm Tamara from the Real Housewives. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> like, I'm just Tamara now. So it's just a lot that goes through your head. It was just kind of like shock. And, and I wanted my friend there. Like I was always there for her. And then I just feel like when things happen in your life, you really find out who your true friends are. And it's just that simple. And then when I saw that picture, I'm like, hell no, I can't, I don't want to watch that. Cause I'm already hurt because you've turned your back on me. But now I got to watch you buddy up to somebody that you warned me not to hang out with last year. No, I'm not playing this game. So I don't, I, I'm hurt more than anything, but I just, I don't want to see it. I just want to see it. I still follow Gina. That makes, I mean, being hurt makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you think Shan's just doing it. Like I need my job. I need my money. Like I have to just keep my nose to the ground. Probably. I'm not saying that we didn't have any communication after um, she found out. We had, but we went from talking every single day, multiple times a day. And if you know Shannon, she's very demanding. If you don't pick up the phone, she'll continue calling and texting until you do. And so I, I would start calling her and she would throw me the voicemail. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, so it was just just hard. It was just really hard on me because I needed somebody and she wasn't there for me. And then to see that, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to see this. I wish her well. I hope things go well. I feel sorry for her this season. Good luck. <laughs> but yeah, so it was just, it was nothing more than that. I just felt like I needed the same support that I gave her when she, you know, the past four years. That makes sense. I'm still hopeful that you guys will repair this somehow. Yeah, maybe season 16. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our part one sit-down interview with the one, the only, classic mega housewife, Miss Tamara Judge. And stay tuned. Part two, coming soon. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. 
or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.